So you're playing fantasy basketball. You're excited. You hyped. You got all of the players that you wanted, including John Morant. You even drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Things are going great. And then injury strikes. The unexpected always comes to the surface in fantasy basketball. Like, I can't remember a year where I didn't see or feel some kind of unexpected turn, right? So this is something that happens every single year, whether it be injuries, whether it be trades happening, like your favorite player goes to a new team or or a valued asset on your squad goes to a new team and now their value is diminished. Or on the other side of it, you might have a player who we didn't expect to have a good season actually ascend and make a huge impact on your league. In this episode, we know that you have to expect the unexpected, but for week 13, we want to prepare you as much as we can. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, BetOnline has you covered with all of your up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering info anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So I want to start by saying, again, Happy New Year, right? I think this is just our second show of the new year, but we've been getting so many people connecting with us with comments on all of the social media platforms, but I got to give a big shout out to our TikTok people, man. Our TikTok people are official, like hardcore fantasy folks, like really, really active. And also the thing that really warms my heart is the fact that we have so many people who are responding to other folks and giving them tips and advice, right? So like if a post does well and gets like, let's say 10,000 views, 15,000 views or something like that, like obviously I won't have the capacity to respond to everyone's comment. But the fact that we have a, a community who are nurturing new fantasy basketball fans, like that's what it's all about. So I'm just super grateful for all of you. So to start off the show, I wanna jump into our first segment. Let's take a look at the week 13 schedule for fantasy basketball. And you know what? One thing we want to keep in mind is that this is an area that we can control. The unexpected will arise, but with the schedule, you can actually be prepared, look ahead to make sure that you can avoid any landmines. So let's just go ahead and start with that. For week 13, on Monday, we have 11 games. Please note, folks, 
that it is MLK Day. So it's going to be a packed, a jam-packed schedule. For Tuesday, we only have three games. Wednesday, we have 10 games. Thursday, five games. Seven, uh, on Friday, we have eight games. Saturday, we have eight games. And then on Sunday, we have six games. Next up, let's talk about which teams have four games, three games, and two games. So Atlanta has four games. So does Boston, Brooklyn, Houston, Indiana, the Lakers, the Heat, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Magic, Sixers, Spurs, Toronto, Utah, and Washington all have four games. Then for those teams that have three games, we have Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, the Warriors, the injury-riddled Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, my knee hurt. No, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Minnesota, the Pelicans, the Suns, Portland. And then we have a few teams with two games. We got the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Sacramento Kings. So let's talk about back-to-backs. So we have... Uh, the Monday to t- Monday and Tuesday back-to-back is the OKC Thunder and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Wednesday and Thursday back-to-back is Minnesota, New York Knicks, Toronto Raptors, and Utah Jazz. For the Thursday and Friday back-to-back, we have one team, the Indiana Pacers. And then for the Friday and Saturday back-to-back, we have Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, Philadelphia, and the Spurs. For Saturday and Sunday, we have Houston and Washington. Then on Tuesday and Thursday, we have a pseudo back-to-back. If you don't know what a pseudo back-to-back is, it's a term that I first heard from Josh Lloyd uh, on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. And basically what it is is that two um, games sandwich a game where there is the inability to stream, right? So you can't stream players. I'll I'll answer what is streaming in a minute, but basically what that does is creates an environment where even though the back-to-back is not necessarily the two games that come right behind each other or whatever, ayo, but it is uh, gives you the ability to pick up a person and get the same value of a back-to-back. Now, just to explain streaming really quick, what streaming is is when you have the ability to put players into your rosters on those days when you don't have a lot of players, right? So if you're playing fantasy basketball, you know there are days when you play a guy, he has like, or you play a, a league mate, I should say, and he, and he or she has five players playing and then you have two players playing, or they have eight and you have four. And you're like, that's not fair. That's why you stream. So that way you could cycle in players in your bottom one or two roster slots in order to kind of level level the playing field a bit. Next up, I want to talk about the best schedule. So when we talk about streaming, we talk about back-to-backs, it's really important to talk about quality games. I had one of our um, community members recently has been hearing the term quality games and he's been like, yo, like I thought quality games is because, you know, they was going to be putting up a lot of points and that that's high quality. Or it was going to be a good matchup. No. when In the fantasy basketball community, when we talk about quality games, we're talking about the games that you are able, on the nights and the games that you are able to stream in players. 
right? So we talk about low volume days and high volume days. Low volume days is when you have, let's say, anywhere from, you know, one to nine games happening, right? One or one to eight games, I should say. Let's say that. And then anything like over nine, so nine games, 10 games, 11 games, 12 games, you're not going to be able to stream players. You're, you're probably going to be in a similar situation that you'll be in on Monday when we have 11 games on MLK, where you're going to have guys on your bench that you're not even going to be able to play. You're going to have to make start-sit decisions on a high-volume day. So for quality games, these are the days that we can stream. Some people also call quality games streamable games or streamable days, right? So be mindful of that when you're moving through. And if you're an experienced player, please bear with us because our community is built on welcoming new fantasy basketball players to the community, right? So if you're an experienced player, you'll hear me dropping lessons about stuff that you might be familiar with. But just know we want to make sure our community is informed so we can win championships. So for the best schedules for week 13, quality games, Indiana. Okay, uh, for three quality games, I should say, Indiana, the Thunder, the Sixers, Washington, Denver, Phoenix all have three quality games in week 13. And then for two quality games, we have the LA Clippers and the Sacramento Kings with two quality games. Streaming days, we talked about streaming. These are the days you can stream. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are the days that you can stream. So make sure if you have questions about it, pull up to our Discord. We can support you there to make sure that you get what you need in order to win in week 13. Here are the top five waiver wire targets you need to focus on for fantasy basketball. So we talk about the um, actual unexpected nature, right? That, that always in fantasy, you're going to have things that pop off, right? You're going to have situations in fantasy basketball that pop off that you have no control over. The waiver wire is probably one of the most tumultuous spaces. It's like walking on a freaking, you know, in, in a freaking minefield. You don't know what to expect. It's like Forrest Gump. You don't know what is, what's going to happen when you open that box of chocolate. You might get a league-winning type player. Listen, man, like I've been playing fantasy for a minute, almost a decade. And when I tell you, I remember when Nikola Jokic was on the waiver wire. Let that sink in. Nikola Jokic was on the waiver wire. So it could happen. Anything could happen here. So we really want to pay attention in terms of the waiver wire. So let's go ahead and jump in to give you guys the people that we're looking at. Now, I always talk about um, how during the week, if you want up-to-the-minute information, because I have two kids, they're off from school tomorrow, so they're hanging out in the living room right now, and, you know, I have a wife, I have a full-time job as a social media professional, so I got a lot happening. But during the week when I get updates, you can get those updates on TikTok and on Instagram. 
you want so I did a video about this gentleman that I'm gonna speak about. So some people already have him for beginners. He might still be out there, especially in ESPN leagues. We're seeing that this gentleman is still available. He is, in my opinion, a must add and a must hold until further notice. We are talking about none other than TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell. Over the last seven days, CJ McConnell is averaging 24 minutes per game, y'all. Come on, man. He was averaging, he's averaging 16 minutes per game on a season. So like a huge jump. He's averaging 10.7 points per game, up from 7.9 points per game. He's averaging 3.3 rebounds and eh, 9.7 assists per game. I don't give a shit, Sue puppy. Who you got to drop? You get yourself some daggone TJ McConnell. In terms of steals, man, he's always good at steals, but now he, he went from dropping 1.1 steals a game on a season over the last seven days, 2.3 steals per game. I don't care if you're in a points league. I don't care if you're in a category league. I don't care if you're in a roto league. I don't care if you're in a hobo league. Like a, a daily fantasy, weekly fantasy, like... You know, game pick, lock in mode on sleeper. I don't give like top off. The top is off. Boobies is out. Hair blowing in the wind. Convertible. Grab your men's in them. Stop playing, man. I'm telling I'm not gonna hold you. But if you don't grab TJ McConnell and he's sitting there. On your roster, share with me who's on your roster, and I'll tell you who to drop. I'm just saying, man. So, needless to say, with Tyrese Halliburton out, this creates an amazing opportunity for TJ McConnell and for people who have him on their roster. I would strongly recommend that you grab TJ McConnell. He is only rostered in 38.6% of ESPN leagues. I'll repeat. He is only rostered in 38.6% of ESPN leagues. Next up, we're going to take a look at Nick Richards. Nick Richards from the Charlotte Hornets. He's only rostered in 8.9% of leagues in, on ESPN over the last seven days. He's averaged 29 minutes per game, which is wild, right? Mark Williams is out, so there's like a clear runway and a path to fantasy value for this man. 10 points per game over the last seven days, 8.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, and eh, no steals. Check this out, y'all. Coming close for this one. 1.7 blocks per game. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He hitting them with that Dikembe Mutombo finger. I'm just saying. Come on, man. I'm just saying. Moving right along. Next up. Duop Wreath. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yo, I'm, I'm telling you. I've been wanting to say Duop Wreath all day. Like, 
I'm old school, right? So there's a DJ for all my, my old school heads out there. Anybody's maybe hip hop heads over maybe 35, 40. You might know about a DJ called Duop, right? Duop used to put out these mixtapes. And on the mixtapes, he would have mad MCs, all your favorite MCs, favorite guys that you know, and they would do exclusive records for him. And he also played stuff like songs that were out. But Duop mixtapes, he used to have these mixtapes called 50 MCs. When I tell you, yo, your man's name is Duop Reef. Come on, man. You you can't even, you can't even like write that, man. That's just too good. And he's a he's an older rookie. So it, you know, it is what it is. Anyway. There is opportunity for him, again, due to an injury. DeAndre Ayton has been banged up, and he's been rising to the occasion over the last seven days. He's averaging 27.5 minutes per game. If people get on the – and that's the thing. In the fantasy community, we always talk about, you know, the stats, the counting stats, the plus minus, all of this stuff, usage rate even. Just people getting on the floor – once you see someone who's averaging 25 points, I mean, my apologies, 25 minutes per game, like that's something that your eyebrow should go up like the rock a little bit. Like you got to think about it. 27.5 minutes per game over the last seven days. 11 points per game over the last seven days. Eight rebounds, up from four rebounds on the season. 0.8 assists, eh, nah, nah. Half a steal, eh, check this out. 1.3 blocks per game. Yes. In a points league, your blocks are going to be valued way more than an actual point, right? For category leagues, if you're trying to find some blocks, he's right here. Doop, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Next up, we're going to take a look at my man, Ooh, Luke Kennard. Man, I love some Luke Kennard. And you know, it's like it's like a triage right now. This looks like a like a daggone emergency room triage in Memphis. John Morant goes down, shoulder injury. Everybody's hyped off of Marcus Smart. Oh, Marcus Smart about to get all kinds of run. He goes down. He's going to be out for weeks at a time. Now we got a whole bunch of opportunity for some of the other Grizzlies players, including Luke Luke Kennard, who has been moved in to the starting lineup most recently, and he's doing okay. Over the last seven days, he's averaging 12 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 0.3 steals, and no blocks. Um, he had he was averaging 22 minutes a game already. Um, I'm not as high on him as I am on some of the other folks that I mentioned, but he will definitely be a stable waiver wire rotation piece, right? Somebody you might add and drop, but definitely keep an eye on him to see if that becomes something that's consistent and and essentially making him a uh, long-term hold. Next up, oh my gosh, Vince Williams. We still talking. We actually, right now, I'm going to go into a, like, a run of Grizzlies players, right? Vince Williams is another one. This man, if you didn't know, fantasy basketball community, believe in fantasy squad aficionados, listen to this one. Your man was on a two-day contract. On a two-day contract, right? No, my apologies. On a two-way contract. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was on a two-way contract. 
came in, started playing well. Yo, he ended up like inking. I want to say it's like a three-year, $9 million deal or something like that. Crazy. Your man was probably on the sticks playing PlayStation. He was probably playing 2K as the Grizzlies. He was probably doing like the whole, like my, my player joint. He probably created his own player. I just think it's a great story, man, because now the brother is going to be playing with a like a considerable role now with all of these guys out. So it's just really exciting. And I, I'm really high on Vince Williams. Um, Yeah, like just as high on him as I am with anybody on this list. Like I'm really high on him. Over the last seven days, he's averaging 32.5 minutes per game. Why? Huh? Where they do that at? Hmm? On a season, he's averaging 22 minutes a game, but 32.5 over the last seven days, 12 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, four assists. He does it all, yo. Come here. 1.5 steals per game. You heard? I'm not done. 0.8 blocks. Now, it's not a block a game, but 0.8 blocks every other game, maybe. Like, he going to get you something. So, I like this kid. I think it's I think it's a really good opportunity with all of these injured Grizzlies players for him to really make a case for himself long term. And the last person we're going to talk about, you know we got to keep it with the Grizz. The Grizz. It's the Grizz. Xavier Tillman. Y'all know if you follow this channel, I was super high on this guy early on in the season. And with all of these injuries, it just seems like it's all coming together. It's all starting to gel. Over the last seven days, 24 minutes per game, 11.5 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists. Check this out. Come closer for this one. And my children, my children got to keep it down back there because I'm, I'm about to go big on this one. They got to keep it down. Check this out. 1.8 steals per game. He out here like the Hamburglar. I'm... He's a big guy. He's a power forward center. And that's not and that's not a fluke because on a season, he's averaging 1.2 steals per game. So he's in the last seven days, 1.8 steals per game. On the season, 1.2. Come on, man. He's like, it's like Ocean's 11 out here with this kid. 1.3 blocks per game over the last seven days. I am uber, uber high, uber high on Xavier Tillman. Cheech and Chong high. Method Man and Red Man High on Xavier Tillman. Y'all, let me just go into like the last few games though. Over the last couple games, on the 13th, he did 36 minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, and six steals. Are you are you listening to me? Are we playing the same fantasy? Your man is only average, uh, only rostered in 8.7% of ESPN leagues. A change has got to come. A change. It's got to come. Introducing Did It, your ultimate fantasy basketball cheat code. Imagine having a personal sports expert in your pocket, ready to dive deep into your league, analyze your waiver wire, and provide winning strategies, all through a one-on-one -on -one video call. Did It is more than just advice. It's a game-changing experience, y'all. We offering you the unique ability 
to share your screen with me, Robin Marks, from Believe in Fantasy, from NBC Sports, all that good stuff. And literally, go under the hood of your fantasy team. I always compare it to like dropping a comment on TikTok is essentially like me giving you an aspirin and being like, here, take this Tylenol, take this aspirin, call me tomorrow. Doing a did it call is like me doing a surgery on your team. It's like we getting surgical with it. And here's the best part. Your first call is absolutely free, up to $25. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to elevate your game. Download the Did It app today and dominate your league. Here are the top five sell highs you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. The first person we want to talk about is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has been number one in fantasy basketball over the last seven days. Over the last two weeks, he's been number three. On the season, he's ranked 22. Kyrie Irving has been balling. We've been super duper high on him in the preseason. He got banged up. was a little concerned, but he is not disappointed. It has been worth the price of admission. Some players that I would look at moving him for, honestly, the way he's performing, I would probably just look at first round guys. If they're not in the first round, I would not be trying to do business with you know anyone with Kyrie Irving unless I was getting a first round player. Next up on the sell high list, we got Tyrese Maxey, who is currently ranked number 20 in points leagues, but in the last seven days, he is number two in fantasy basketball. What? What? In the last uh, 14 days, he's number 10. So, like, he's cooking with all kinds of grease. He's cooking with peanut oil. He's cooking with vegetable oil. He's cooking with bacon grease. Hot bacon grease. Your man is on fire. And he kind of had a bit of a dip, but he's now coming back. So I would try to sell high on Tyrese Maxey. Next up on the sell high list, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has been um, number three in the last seven days, which is because of a big game he had over the last 14 days. He's been ranked 32. And on the season, he's ranked 70. So I want to take a look at some guys who are in that range to see who I would move for Tobias Harris. So Tobias Harris currently at 70. I would definitely trade Tobias Harris for Jalen Johnson. I would definitely trade Tobias Harris for Derek White. I would definitely trade Tobias Harris for Jalen Duran. These are players I would be looking at. And I would even go higher than that if I could create a package to get him on the squad. Next up, currently ranked 23? That's wild. No, 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 no. Oh, 129. My apology. Currently ranked 129. Currently ranked 129 is Isaiah Hartenstein. Isaiah Hartenstein is ranked 129 in the season, but over the last 14 games, he is number 23. Number 23. So a lot of people are thinking that this is going to, he's going to be able to maintain this value. 
I don't know if he's going to maintain, like, top 25 value, y'all. Like, let's not. Come on, man. We're talking about Isaiah Hartenstein. I don't give a crap. Like, come on, man. It's, it, that can't happen. Will he be good? Maybe. But I don't think he's going to be this good. So if I could create a package to sell high on Isaiah Hartenstein right now, I would do that. You guys good, Bronny? I can pause if I need to. Okay. Checking on my kids. It's wild out here. Um, next up on the sell high list is James Harden. James Harden is currently ranked number 38. What? The beard is back. James Harden is ranked number 38 in points leagues. And over the last 14 days, he's number 56. So that's something that um, could work for sell high. Actually, that might be more of a buy low. That might have been a typo, guys. My apologies. This... My my computer system got all jacked up on my um, buy lows and sell highs today. So I apologize about that, guys. And also my kids are in the background. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild at the Robin Marks headquarters tonight. But I'm just saying. Uh, so that concludes the sell highs. Let's go to the buy lows. These are the top five buy lows you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up, we got Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is currently number 40, where, number 28 on the season. So Anthony Edwards is number 28 on the season. Over the last 14 games, he's been stinking up the joint at 46. However, there was a situation where I think he had a hip injury that he sat and he only had like six points for the game. That threw everything off. There's a league mate that you have who probably has Anthony Edwards, and they don't even know why he scored the six points. That's how it is, right? The people who pay attention and do the homework, that's the people that win a fantasy. So you watching this show or listening to this podcast right now is putting you in a position of an advantage. So I would try to bust a move and buy low on Anthony Edwards. Next up, somebody I've been... Blown away by and surprised. I raised my hand and say I did not see this coming. And if you did, you better than me. Like, I'm just saying. My next buy low is Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is number 15 on the season, y'all. Crushing it. Toronto style. It's like being front row at a Drake concert. You know, God's plan. God's plan. Anyway. So, in the last 14 days, however, Scotty Barnes is... Been struggling a bit, right? He's number 57 in the last two weeks. So this is an opportunity. This is how the buy low works. Like you see a player who is traditionally or consistently for the season doing well, and then they have a slump. That's when you pounce. We never want to sell high. Uh, we never want to uh, sell low. We always sell high. And we want to try to buy low instead of buying high. I hope that's not too many buys and sells. Next up is somebody who, ugh, you know, I I, I kind of was thinking about putting him on the list, not thinking about it, kind of changing my mind, going back and forth. But at the end of the day, I figured I would just go for it because I watched a bunch of his games um, in my in my shifts for the NBC Sports Roto World team. Big shout out to Zach Hanshu, Noah Rubin, and my man Raphael Johnson. 
Ranked at 113 is Walker Kessler. Like, Walker Kessler, I was so high on him in the offseason, and he's just disappointed in so many ways. But he's starting to get it together, and over the last 14 days, he's been ranked 123, which is not that big of a gap, but he's stinking up the joint, really. And it's still an opportunity if I could send maybe my bottom two players or bottom three players over in some kind of a package to bring him in, especially if I was sitting in a good position in terms of being eligible for the playoffs and all of that, then I would definitely make a move for Walker Kessler. And the last person, well, actually, no, we're going to do a couple more people. The next person, I should say, this guy, man, and I mean, another person that I didn't expect his success to be this, this wild for this season but I also didn't expect his decline to be this fall off a cliff like. And that is Derek White, who at one point in the season was in the like top 20 or whatever, top 25. He is currently ranked 68 on the season. And check this out. Over the last 14 days, Derek White is 128th. Hot dog water. Like it's not a good look. Dumpster juice, right? So, this is an opportunity. He's not that bad. He might be top 60, top top 50, top 75 at the end of the season, but he won't be 128. He won't be 128. So, for me, um, I'm definitely trying to buy low on Derek White. Definitely. So, so I got a really important announcement, like something super, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And I just wanted to take time to share it with you. So this is super important. We need you to be a two-way player. We need you to play offense and we need you to play defense, right? And on offense, we need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Too many of the people who watch the content, they don't subscribe. Just subscribe. Do it now. Just click, click. You can like if you want to, but subscribe, right? And then on defense, we need you to listen to our audio podcast and leave us multiple reviews if you can. If you don't listen to podcasts, which many of you don't, this is an excellent time to start. This week... We're going to take this video, the live video that we're creating, and we're going to put it on hold until Monday at 5. But if you want this content, you tune in at 5 a.m. every Monday to get the uncut, raw, Wu-Tang first album level heat weekly show. Let me repeat that. Every week after we do the live stream on Sunday night, the video is going to go away. I'm going to do some touches to it and bring it back on Monday. If you want that information, tune in to the podcast on Monday morning at 5 a.m. It is critical, y'all. We need you to tune in to the podcast. Now, Let's open up the Believe in Fantasy Basketball mailbag. The cool thing about the mailbag is that 
we get questions directly from our Discord community. If you're interested in joining the Discord, all you have to do is visit believeinfantasy.com. So let's go ahead and jump right in, jump right in, and see what kind of questions we have. I hope we have some really good ones tonight. Let's see what we got. Okay, so let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Okay, this is good. This is good. First question. What should trade and acquisition limits be set to per week? So for trades, I don't really believe in like trade limits per week. Like I don't I don't I don't really think that's a thing, right? Like you guys can make as many trades as they want to. Some people have like um move limits, like limits transaction limits. I you know, I, I think that's wild. Some people have it for the year, like how many Act, you know, transactions you can have? No. Acquisitions, however, there should be a limit on acquisitions. Acquisitions, if you guys don't know, are, is the ability to pick up and drop players off of the waiver wire. I'm telling you, man, it's the Wild West out here. People have no limits in some of the leagues that I've been seeing, and it's crazy. It's just too much. Don't do it. The average is four three or four um, acquisition moves per week. And the ESPN leagues, usually about seven. So it really depends on what platform you're on. But I think having four to five is totally fine. Let's get the next question. Next question. And that one was from Jeff, by the way. Jeff. This one is from Eriu. He says, is it safe to keep DeJounte Murray as of his rumors of getting traded, as he might go to the Lakers or sell him right now as he is. That's a good one. If I had DeJounte Murray, I would probably hold to see what happens, right? So because there's so many question marks around him, it's likely that you won't get the value for him. And honestly, he's been a little inconsistent this season, so I don't know what kind of return on your investment you'll get. So honestly, if I had DeJounte, which I don't, um, I'd probably hold. Next up. Uh, next up. Next up, sorry about that. Man, I'm so many technical difficulties tonight. The kids are home. It's just wild tonight. We'll, we'll get through it. It is week 13, for crying out loud, and 13 is a crazy... Look at this. It's like cutting off. It's all kinds of stuff happening. Oh, my God. Here we go. So this one is from Spicy Siakam. Thoughts on Mikael Bridges, and do we think he's up his current... He ups his current production. Do we think Mikael Bridges is going to get better? I do not. I do not. I think when a player like Mikael Bridges comes into a new situation, and honestly, he's like a Swiss Army knife for fantasy, especially in category leagues, really, really good, right? But the fact that he came into a situation and like had a meteoric rise People moved him up really fast in fantasy. People were like, oh, my God, he's a second-round guy. Oh, my God, he's a third-round guy. He had, we had a very tiny sample size of what he could do last season in Brooklyn, and it just wasn't enough to believe in it. I wasn't that high on Mikael Bridges, honestly. 
And today, I believe where he's performing, how he's performing is more of an indication of what we should expect from him. So, no, I don't think he's going to get much better than this. Um, the next question comes from comes from Andy, my man Andy. What up, Andy? He says, with Ja being out rest of season, how do we feel about Bain and Triple J fantasy own, uh, managers? I try not to say the owners too much. So for Bain and Triple J, this is what I would say, is that when Ja came, Triple J played better, way better, closer to what we expected from him. Bain, we all, I know I did, I'll raise my hand and say, I thought he would take a slight hit, but he would still be good. And that's exactly what happened. He took a slight hit. I think Bain in the short term is going to be the most valuable of the two. I do believe at some point we need to start thinking about will the Memphis Grizzlies call it a day and start shutting it down. And that is my concern. Not so much are they good. They're both good. But with Ja out, Triple J doesn't play as well. And with Ja out, Bain takes advantage of that and gets more, more uh, production. But big picture, I'm more concerned about the organization. And will the injury to Ja Morant and the and the failing, you know, you know, uh, record and output that they're doing as a team, as a collective unit, will that lead to them shutting this all down? So that's more of a concern for me is like, will they both get shut down? So in a rest of season scenario, if I had both of them, I'm more interested in the waiver wire people on the Memphis Grizzlies than I am about the stars. So I would be okay with trading that I would sell high on Desmond Bain once he strings together a few good games and the same thing for Triple J. Next question. Next question is from Lan10. Says, is Kaminga a hold? He's likely part of a deal for Siakam. Um, I don't have any news on the deal, but I do think that Kaminga is a waiver wire guy that you can pick up and drop as needed. If you want to hold for a few weeks to see if any of that comes to fruition, that's totally fine. So this is a good one. This is from Tofu. Says, what do you do with Scotty Barnes after the Raptor trade? I say you hold Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is still good. He's he's over the last couple of weeks, he hasn't been killing it, but he's still in the top 15, top 20. I would hold Scotty Barnes. I would hold Scotty Barnes. Now that you are prepared. For week 13 of the fantasy basketball season, make sure you check out this video so you can get ready for some trading in fantasy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.